Welcome back. It is August 17th, 2021. Episode 7 of the Taxi Squad podcast is commencing right now. We're going to welcome back our friend from the Unrelated Podcast, Vince. How are you? Welcome back. I am back. I'm happy to be back. I'm doing well. How are you, Mike? Oh, you know, I'm a a little somber today. A little somber. Why is that? Uh, You know, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been all over God's great creation today. Yeah. And, 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 you know, speaking of which, one of one of his children, one of his football (laughs) children was uh, released from the Jacksonville Jaguars. today. Timmy Bones, Mr. Tebow. You know, anybody who's listening to this show knows my love of Tim Tebow. And and maybe maybe it's because I grew up a a Crocs fan. And, and, you know, maybe I grew up a Gators fan. Crocs, what the hell am I talking about? Maybe I grew (laughs) up a Gators fan. And, and, you know, I, I, I lived through that era, loved it. I mean, Tim Tebow was my hero. And, yeah. and with all of that being said, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was time yet. I don't know. You know, you can, in my head, he is undeniably one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. So I get that. I totally get that. But I am, I've been out on the Tim Tebow train. I've been so out on the Tim Tebow train. Um, he was good. He was good with the Broncos. I thought he was like unjustly dropped in my humble opinion. Um, but I think this comeback was so unwarranted and it was only cause of urban Meyer. And I, I don't know. I didn't have any sauce in this, in this game. I had nothing on it. I just, you know, I understand he was trying to be a tight end and everything. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think at this point in time, it was the right thing to do. I think he's a, he's a guy who adds culture to that team and kind of shows the young guys, the ropes. So like, yeah. Hey, this is how, you know, Urban wants to do things. This is how this should look. This is how we should interact here, here, and here. I don't know. But I mean, hey, the Jags made a the whole bunch of money. Whole bunch yeah. of money. Oh, yeah. Just on his jersey alone. Oh. Um, I don't think he was ready to get hit, really. Like, looking at those videos, I don't think he was ready to be. Because when you're a tight end, like, you are in the trenches. You're getting smacked every play. Oh, yeah. He hasn't played football like that probably ever, I would I say. Mean, maybe when he was in high school and well, that's right, yeah, over but, 15 years ago. So Yeah, when you're 16, you can come back a lot easier than when you're, what is he now, like 30? But he's jacked, though. He is jacked, but, he's you know. jacked. Those are those are glamour muscles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but did you see like a couple weeks ago? He was catching TD passes from Trevor Lawrence. He looked like the real deal. Hey, we're talking about practice. Call back to Allen Iverson. We're talking about practice. The man's 34 years old. And he's talking about practice. Time. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough sell for me. Yeah. Um, also, my thing with him too is like you gotta you gotta commend a guy for trying his best, trying to find all the alleys. Like he tried baseball, it didn't work. Tried this football comeback. It didn't work. He's got a beautiful job being a commentator. He was very good at it. People like him. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's his zone, and he's going to have to hit it at some point now because there's no – like, what is he going to do, play in the NBA now? Hey, he's a freakish <laughs> enough athlete. He could. Yeah, maybe he dunk? <laughs> maybe he goes to Aussie football rules. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that's his next endeavor. You that's just true. you just have no idea with this guy. You don't know what he's going to do. He is a freak athlete. I mean, let's face it. Not many people can say that they play professional football, let alone right. professional baseball. You're right. And I mean, granted, yeah, he, he didn't make the show. But still, I mean, to play minor league baseball at any level, you have to be an incredible athlete. 
And you got to be marketable. Well, that's where I'm kind of coming from. He wouldn't, well, dude, he wouldn't have been a double A baseball player if he wasn't marketable. You don't think? No, God, no. I mean, he no, hit I a, mean, if he, if he was just a random football player, he comes in. I mean, he hit all right. I don't know. I think it was just like, put him on the Mets. Um, see if he can make him some money and call it a day. But even yeah. so, it's you, you take him while you got him. Like he's, he took his opportunities and he's a better man because of it. So you can't hate on it, but I knew this was short lived. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. I was pie in the sky with it. You know, I just thought yeah. to myself, what if this guy makes the opening day roster and then the very first touchdown pass caught is Tebow? Like, no, what? you're ste- stealing Trevor Lawrence's shine, then you can't do that. But I mean, how beautiful of that would have been with the flowing locks yeah. and like there would have been a choir in the left end zone. Like, <laughs> like for real though, like Tebow would have had his own choir every game. Bless you. Do you Thank think he would have brought do you think he would have brought back the knee? Do you probably, think he would have? I mean, there's probably there's a different connotation with that now, so I don't even know. I don't yeah, even know you- if people would get it. <laughs> Hey, by the way, Tim Tebow was the first to kneel. Not even That's on true. some political shit, just on no. some God shit. You're right. <laughs> you are Bless right. You. Bless you. I mean, <laughs> in every way. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, this guy to me was just, I, I thought like, wow, this could be a wonderful story, but of course it's going to be short lived. I, mm-hmm. I do think though, I mean, on outside looking in, do you think this was a help to Urban to like help build the culture, start to build that culture? Because I know a lot of people aren't very high on him. Like yeah. Paul. Like Paul Feinbaum on uh, on the SEC network for ESPN is like all over Urban's ass. Like this isn't going to work. It's like three years and out. Blah yeah. blah blah. I mean he's he's got he's got clickbait takes forever. That's oh. Paul Feinbaum's like number one rule is just say something that people are going to get pissed about. Um, I think. I see. I don't know. I think it. We weren't in the locker room, so we don't know. Um, he could have been a distraction. He could have been good. Uh. It's just there's no other coach that would have taken him to do this besides Urban Meyer because Urban Meyer obviously has a connection with Tim Tebow. Um, I I don't know if he was a good influence or not, really. And that team is, you know, there's not a lot of vets on that team right now, so I don't know. That's a that's a tough question. What do you think? Do you think he was uh, helping with the culture? I, I think, you know, maybe that was Urban's intent, and I mean – he does live right next to Urban Meyer in Jacksonville now, which I think was always very interesting. That a lot was the of people thing too. They're in Florida together, right back where they were. Yeah, and, and and I don't know if it was just like for the formality of doing it, like you're my boy. But I, I also was reading a lot of things, like he brought him back to potentially make the day one roster so he could get like 15 years in the NFL. So that's like a pension or something. Oh yeah. I, I was reading that too. I, I didn't. Tebow think... doesn't need money though, right? That's what I'm saying. Tebow, yeah, he's don't getting need paid money. no matter what. He's a marketing machine. Oh, he is a marketing machine. He'll go the Joe Olstein route, <laughs> dude. He literally could. <laughs> he could. He... No, he really could. You want to hear something funny about Joe Olstein? Please. Off topic, but still fine. That's so fine. for my birthday, I was in Austin, Texas. Horns Happy down. birthday, by the way. Happy Thank birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm officially the 30 mark, everybody. So who's ever listening out there, your man's getting up there. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm there and I'm in this bar. I forget the name of it. Oh, it's called Unbarlievable. 
Ooh, and this from Texas, he said, Austin. This is an Austin off of Rainy Street. Anybody Rock who's on. listening from Texas, you know, hey, that your whole thing down there is hook 'em horns. I'm an OU fan. Anybody will start to learn that here soon. But the U, baby. Oh yeah, U. horns down, horns Dude, down. I'm, I'm here for Miami. Oh, not. Eh. I love me myself some Miami. I love I love me some college football, but that's a whole different episode. We Joel do. Osteen, me baby. Joel Osteen. So we're at this bar called Unbarlievable. And this place is known to be uh, a little over the top. Like it has a slide in the bar. There's music everywhere. And then they have like, do you remember those machines with the claw that would come and you grab candy and you put a dollar? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can get like a stuffed animal or something like that. that Yeah. 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 But in this place, um, it's sex toys. (laughs) It's it's very, very, uh, off color for for most people who walk in and be like, those are sex toys. It's like, sure. yeah, it is. So this place is very odd in many ways. It's non Tim Tebow safe for it sure. It is non Tim Tebow, <laughs> non Joel Steen safe. But yes. now, granted, I'm in this joint late on a Sunday night, last night, partying it up, having a good time on my thirtieth, and I look up on the TV in the bar and what's playing at one o'clock in the morning. But Joel Steen, no way. Oh, at a bar. It, Oh, it was hilarious. I was literally, <laughs> I started dying laughing. I was like, well, this isn't just irony. I mean, this is priceless. It was, yeah. it, oh, it was great. So you're hooking, you're clawing for sex toys. All I'm clawing. I'm clawing. <laughs> I'm calling for, for bean diddlers over here. And, and I'm like, Hey, it's Joel. I don't think he would approve of this. I'm sure he wouldn't. Yes. Sure he so wouldn't. that's my Joel scene story. I hope I didn't ruin it for, for anybody, any of our God-loving listeners out there. But I, hey, man, it, it's what happened. That's all it is. Bless you. This is my Bible, and this is what I believe it can do. <laughs> um, but hey, really, I think Tebow, of course, on the money side, he's got to be fine. But mm-hmm. – you know, let's 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 transition. Let's stay on this whole football topic. You know, the rookie QBs showed out uh, yes, this sir. weekend, and you know, let's let's just start with our second coming of. We of know Christ. where our allegiance lies. Oh, <laughs> I mean Justin Fields. Yeah. Oh, the real deal, people. Hey, man, I was there in the flesh. You were. Why don't? Yes, why don't you? Okay, so we had eyes on the field. Why don't you give us? How late did you stay that game? By the way. Uh, the minute that Nick Foles walked in, I ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying I was avoiding traffic, but I was just avoiding watching Nick Foles through yeah. any more footballs for the Chicago Bears. I got a thing. I got to move. All right, let's yeah, do it. That's it. So um, you were there. No, I got, I got there. Yeah, I got there at the beginning. Um, not going to lie. Andy Dalton looked pretty good. I can't really get mad at that. He's going to do what Andy Dalton does. Um, I wasn't there for him. Um, really, the only reason I went there is to see Justin Fields, whether or not it's regular season or not, first touchdown. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to see that. Um, I got to tell you, when the dude walked onto the field, the crowd went wild. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Like, Chicago's never had a good quarterback. We can all agree on that. Like, no. Like, a, Chicago's never had a great quarterback. We've had good ones here and there. Um, but in reality... I was wor- I'm still worried for the man right now, but let me tell you, like when I walked in there and he just took the bull by the horns, man, ran one in. I'm like, wow, he's active. He knows where the ball's going. He didn't seem like he was scared. It's it was great to see. I gotta say, 
Well, I, I can share the same things uh, that you're feeling right now because, you know, the Trubisky days, you could tell he was consistently like thinking, uncomfortable, yeah, wasn't confident in what he was doing. To, and I know it's the preseason games and sure he's playing against strings and yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just seemed like I got this. Yeah, there was there was no. There was no second guessing himself at all. Yeah. Hey, did you see? Uh, and this is pretty much on topic, but you see the the quote he had today about um, how it it felt a little slower than he expected. No. So he did an interview, um, and this was all over ESPN. Naturally, there's a Booger McFarland take that. that oh. He, I I'm not a Booger McFarland guy. I'll just say that off the bat here. Well, but, if he uh, throws the football into the end zone and the guy catches it, that's, that's going to be a touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> Thanks, Booger. If he runs with his feet, that means he's running. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Booger. Uh, okay, yeah. Continue. So anyway, yeah. So basically, Justin Fields says. Uh, Playing against the Bears D in practice, it's a good defense. Um, it kind of sped up the expectation like already. So he said he went into the field and he was like, it wasn't as fast as people always say. It was it slowed down a little bit for him just because he played against a good defense, which is great. And then that obviously gets construed, and you go on ESPN, and really the only person with a take that made any sense was Stephen A. Smith, which is the funniest thing. <laughs> Yeah, it never makes sense. It. Exactly, which is the funniest thing. And he's like, he's just saying it because he went against the Bears defense. And I'm like, that's exactly why he said it. Um, but yeah, like you said, he was just he seemed comfortable in the pocket. He was ready to go. He was ready to move. Um, I don't want to get overhyped because we've done no. this before, but it was good to see he and I think this is an objective opinion. He was the best rookie quarterback the first week. I don't think you can argue that. I think it's 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 definitely if if you look at the numbers, it's kind of a toss up here, just over the body of work between like him and Mac Jones. And I know, you know, we've talked mad shit about Mac Jones, but I think a lot of that for him is just his system. And and yeah, I know. Hey, I know. I know. Uh, and I he. he he was thirteen of nineteen passing. I know he was dinking and dunking. So I don't know. I'm just not very high on Zach Wilson. That's that's me. Like he oh, doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Who's in that Zach offense, Wilson? Yeah, it, in that offense, just his body build, and he also I I know this doesn't mean anything, but he looks like he's nine, so it really just throws me off. <laughs> he looks like an old friend of ours when he was in in elementary slash middle school. Yeah, he like he really one. does, and it, it's kind of funny too. But I agree with the statement that I, I didn't understand the buzz about him, and I've discussed this before. I, I watched him a lot at BYU. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Pac-12 fan. I love USC. Go Trojans. Um, it's not the hardest conference in the country. No, it, it isn't. But they're an independent. BYU is an independent in his yeah. defense. But they didn't play many people. Like yeah. I think their most difficult opponent last season was Coastal Carolina. Yeah, and, I mean, they can, they can play, but they – no, they're not. They're not an SEC team, you know. No, and, and they lost against Coastal Carolina, and yeah, it was a close game and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, it was still very interesting to me to see them get so high on this kid. He and, and I don't mean to go Colin Coward on our audience here, but mm, he please don't. <laughs> uh, he says it best sometimes. Uh, very, very Johnny Manziel. 
Yeah. With, without the yeah. drinking problem. Did Colin, did Colin Coward say that? He did. He did say that. I got to kind of agree with him. He's giving me the same idea, like the same feeling, you know, he related it, of course, to something in regards to business or life or politics. It's like that Carson I mean. Wentz quote with the backwards hat. That's literally the last straw I had with Colin Coward was that. So, yeah, he remembers that. But how do you think Colin Coward feels that Trey Lance is dating his daughter and he's got to talk about him like five times a week? <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't have any say in that either way. So he's just got to deal with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like guys, you know, doing, you know, he's doing the thing with your daughter and you got to yeah. talk about him five times a week and you yeah. can't be like objective at all. Like you have to just come to the table. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of which Trey Lance, come I mean, to the table with Trey Lance. At let's now let's talk about Trey Lance. <laughs> yes. So, in, yes. in your eyes, I mean, he he had a, a, a very small sample size in college and now starting to, you know, yeah. get a lot of buzz coming out. 49ers take him. And from what I always heard, it was like between him and Fields. That yep. was that was the thing uh, with Shanahan. But yeah, do you think Trey Lance is a better prospect than Justin Fields? That's a hard question. Um, the thing is, is you have tape on Justin Fields. Trey Lance has a bigger body. He's probably got more of a quarterback body and more like a traditional quarterback body. The man's got an arm. Um, he played at a school that didn't play last year, really. Um, yeah, they played he, one game. Yeah, so that's hard to watch, like if you're trying to figure out if that's going to work. Um, I think the the biggest reason why they took that or took him at that spot is because they have Garoppolo there and he's probably going to play all year. I really don't think Trey, Trey Lance is going to play much this year. Um, I could be wrong. Obviously it's everything I say on this is a disclaimer that I'm probably going to be incorrect, but um, I don't think he's going to play that much this year. Uh, I think he's going to be a little nervous. He's going to throw some interceptions. It's going to be natural that way. But I mean, Dude had a 93.7 passer rating, but he was 5 for 14. Like, you can't really go just and, over 33% when you're And he did have a strip fumble. I mean, yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily pretty, but I mean, hey, in. in, in first in preseason game, first game he's ever played in the NFL. In so defense, so, so did Fields. Fields had a pretty, you know, it was pretty sloppy yeah. there with that little strip fumble. But then after that, he seemed to kind of just. You know, hey, thank God we recovered it. But then again, he seemed to kind of balance out. I think Lance might get on the field sooner than people expect just due to the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is made of glass. No hating on Jimmy G. Hey, if he gets injured, you got to bring someone in. They just dropped Josh Rosen today. So, (laughs) Hey, poor poor Josh Rosen. When when he was coming out of UCLA, everybody was high on this kid. I was like, he he looks like a skinny – tennis player like he looks he, like zach wilson <laughs> or uh <laughs> not, not even he, yeah he, he looks like a like a like a like a lobster like he I had, wanted like, to like him arms. i wanted to like him you know there was stuff about him i was like he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders all that stuff he just doesn't he hasn't got like he's gotten a chance it's just not working oh, do you remember man. when he got drafted by the cardinals and he yeah. was like i Ten swear overall. to god i swear to god we're gonna win some super bowls he was he literally said all I know is that the nine teams before me made horrible decisions. <laughs> That's like that TikTok thing where it's like where it cuts and it's like, yes, I'm hopeful. And then it's like <laughs> yeah. none of those things ever happened. None. Zero. No. Thought, and it didn't. It just didn't work out for the man. Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's got, uh, you know, uh, 
total quarterback coach written all over him. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe a I, college guy. Yeah, maybe but. a college guy. Be like that kid out of uh, uh, Boise who's now the uh, offensive coordinator or quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen uh, Moore or whatever. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Kellen Moore reincarnated, basically. Like pretty right, decent in college, right. pretty decent at UCLA, but never someone who was going to wow you with his athletic ability. No. And to kind of lean into that, I mean, and I know Mac Jones, you know, out of the body of work, 13 of 1987 yards, mm-hmm. you know, just a little. It was very Patriots football. I mean, let's face it. Out of those 13 of, you know, passes of the 19 attempts, chances are they were all like five yard outs. Yeah. I mean, he averaged 4.6 yards. Uh, he, he's got to, he's going to play this year. Cam Newton is not looking good. He's not mobile anymore, which is scary. And he, he hasn't thrown the ball down the field in like two years. <laughs> I don't know what's going to go on there. Yeah, man, I, I just don't feel as I, and I Cam in his prime. There was nothing quite like it. Yeah, absolute monster. Love the man. It's kind of sad to me that this is happening, but it's the reality of the situation. No, I agree. I, I just feel like the, I think what will basically wind up happening is is Belichick will do the Belichick thing, give the veteran give the veteran his opportunity to start, and mm-hmm. then. The first sign of trouble, he's just going to put in Mac. By week five, Mac Jones is the starting quarterback of the Patriots. For better okay. or for worse. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now let's go. We're, we're going to go down the pecking order. We're going to start with Fields, and then we're going to just go down the pecking order. Sure. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is out of this discussion. Zach Wilson's out of this discussion. So now we're just going Fields, Jones, Lance. Mm-hmm. Okay. When and what week does Fields hit the field? No pun intended. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Whoa. I don't think they're going to rush him. They already went through this once and they're on thin ice right now. They got to make sure that he's, he's coming in when he is good and ready. Depends on what the record is, but I got my money on seven. What about you? I'm thinking four. Okay. I'm thinking for the start of the season's rough. I think that would be a little bit more feeding him to the wolves. I'm saying week four. I've always kind of been on this week four kick. Yeah. Um, I just feel, though, maybe week seven or maybe some sort of balance of in between that of four to week four to seven is on the table just due to mm-hmm. the fact that wh- I look at I heard this today and this was a very good point on uh, cap. They basically said that once fields is in the He's clock starts on Nagy. Yes, sir. So that's going to be interesting to monitor as the season progresses. Mm hmm. So, okay, uh, interesting. Now, what about what about Jones? You were saying, presumably, you were saying week one. He's, no. Uh, Cam Newton's going to get two weeks. Okay. Zach, or Mac Jones comes in week three. Barring injury, Cam Newton gets injured. Mac Jones coming in. But I I don't think Bill Belichick can watch a guy dump three-yard passes for a whole game for more than two or three weeks. So, I got him a week three. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in that same pocket as you. Week two, week three for Mac. I think basically he is more the prototypical style quarterback that Belichick wants that can sit in the pocket, do what he needs to do. And then maybe, maybe, I, and I could see this happening. You could see Cam come in for gadget plays. Yeah, but he's not as mobile as he is anymore. So I'm, it's, Dude, 
He had more rushing touchdowns at the beginning of last season than like anybody. Yeah, but he wasn't running 30 yards. He's a he big a couple... boy. He'll run through guys, but I don't know. I could see goal line situations, him being either used as a decoy or someone that is capable of, you know, being a distraction or just the guy who can stick his nose in the middle and go for it. Yeah. So that'll be definitely interesting to monitor. And then, you know, finally, uh, Trey Lance, is this more indicative on if Jimmy G stays healthy? Yeah, I got to say, I think if Jimmy G stays healthy, they're a playoff team. So I, I, it's weird with new quarterbacks, Kyle Shanahan's quarterback whisper. Uh, I think I, my assumption is that the 49ers are going to have a winning record this year. And because of that, I think that he's not coming in until next year. Yeah, I think if that defense is, is like what it's usually capable of doing, Nick Bosa is just a freak and then monster. Yeah. Oh, and then and then the rest of that line is just bananas too. Like so. terrifying. <laughs> oh, like I, I don't want anything to do with any of them. So yeah. I, I could see that definitely happening. Um I, I think they don't want or at least on Shanahan's side of the fence, they don't want an RG three part two here. Um because a lot of people thought RG three in the beginning was fed to the wolves way too soon. He was damn good though. Oh my. Dude, when RG three came on the scene, yeah. you were like, who was the better pick luck or RG three? Like legit. And then of course, Andrew right now, luck. neither. <laughs> well, it, I, I heard a good point about Andrew luck, not to deter off topic here, but they said he was almost too smart for the game. He was. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, like he didn't need it. Like, he loved it, but he didn't need it. Like it didn't mm-hmm. satisfy him long term where he could just I mean, the guy could walk away and probably start a business tomorrow. Yeah. No, although, yeah, and I, I don't think he wanted to ruin his head like that. Yeah, although well, he took more hits than I think any quarterback over his tenure. Like Yeah, it was like there's no line. No, he had no line, and then it's like finally they give him a line and he's like, I'm done. You know who the best quarterback out of that draft class is? Who's that? Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> It's true too, man. Hey, everybody man, was everybody slept on Tannehill. I'm I'm legit happy for Tannehill. I like that guy. I don't care what anybody says. Is John Gruden calling this Tannehill guy? Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but I mean, dude, he's talking about Ryan Tannehill, not to squirrel here, but mm-hmm. he is gonna have a very very fun year for himself. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's been a he's been like a top five quarterback the last like two or three years. Like, you can't really get mad at that. No, you you can't. I mean, granted, he has had like the best running game in all football. But hey, only one guy on that draft class won a Super Bowl. Can you guess who it is? In that 20. What year was it? 2012. Only one guy in that draft class won a Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Is it Kyle Van Noy? Quarterback. Oh, like, quarterback? We're saying on quarterbacks? Yeah. Only one quarterback from that draft class. Huh. You know him near and dear to your heart, buddy. Is it Jimmy G? Nick Foles. He was drafted in 2012? 88 overall, third round. Get out of town. Arizona, right? He went to yes, UA. Sir. He played yes, with Grant. Yes, yeah. sir. That's Super funny. Super Bowl 52 MVP. Only one guy. Wow. Actually, Tannehill's not the best quarterback out of that draft class either. Excuse me. I'm a freaking idiot. It's Russell Wilson. Oh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Russell. I, I I just forgot he was he's drafted in the third round. <laughs> I'll never forget 
I'll never forget when Russell Wilson tore apart the end of that Bears saga defense mm-hmm. of Erlacher Briggs and all that good stuff. And you mm-hmm. were like, who the hell is this kid? Yeah. And Kirk he, Cousins was that draft class too, man. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is trash. We still we, starting quarterback, man. Trash. Got trash. paid. Got paid his money. Got paid a lot. <laughs> Let's get off of trash. Let's talk about the other golden boy here, Lawrence. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course he's starting week one. Do you think he's yeah, gonna have a rough go of it this year? Yeah, he's on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I like him. He just became such a like a like a wonder boy pick. He's going to fix everything kind of a deal. And that doesn't always go well. So I really want to see how it is. I'm kind of like trying to reserve my opinions a lot, but I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be a middling quarterback for the first year. And they're just going to kind of work through it after that. But I just, I don't want him to be another Blake Bortles, even though Blake Bortles is my dad, but still. <laughs> Blake I Bortles. love Blake Bortles, dude. I love that guy. He's awesome. Dude. Word out of street is Blake Bortles. Was out in Jacksonville, just, just, just living on living on the high life, bro. Just party animal. Hey, I do the same thing. Straight up party animal. Just he was known at local bars and shit like that. Was that was his mo? And yeah. I mean, hey, they almost won a suit. They almost got to a Super Bowl. Yep. They You're were right. Tom Brady out of a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's yeah. Nick Foles out of a Super Bowl. <laughs> ah, well, Tom Brady's got enough. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, so, sir. I mean, we're, you know, in, in retrospect here, we're not really high on Zach Wilson. We're not really high on Mac Jones. So why don't we just boil this down to three? Yes, sir. Um, and, and I think we'll be on the same page here. So sure. Fields, Lawrence, Trey Lance, fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Yes, sir. Uh I would like to first off kill Trey Lance. I think he's going to be good, but he's not my guy. Okay. Um, I think if I had to take one out of the two, I want to, I can't like, I'm trying to leave my bias aside, but fields looks so good. Um, I have to, I have to marry my boy, Justin Fields and fuck Trevor Lawrence, man. How do you feel? I, I agree wholeheartedly. I yeah. agree. Hold it. That, that's the list right there. That's the list right there. It's there. Like you can't do anything about it. That's just what it is. I don't know what to say. (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So next five years, we're looking out five years here. Mm -hmm. Who is the most capable with the team surrounded by them? Back to real topics here. Who has the biggest potential to get to a Super Bowl? Out of all of them. First, before any of them. Now we we gotta keep coaching in the mind. We gotta keep weapons. We gotta keep defense. We gotta keep Front office, whole shot. Who's the guy who gets to the Super Bowl first? I mean, next five years. If if that's a question, there's no way it could be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson <laughs> because <laughs> those teams don't go to Super Bowls. No, I think it might be Trey Lance, and I don't think he's going to be starting. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> no, he will be, but I I would probably put my money on Trey Lance. Just that team is too stacked. I'm going to think pie in the sky. I'm taking Justin Fields. Go Bears. All right. I would like to say so. <laughs> hey, before before we get to, before we get to this, too, because I know we're going to be moving, but um, I found this nice little graphic right here. Uh, consecutive years without a losing season. Who do you think is the first team on that list? 17 yeah, years without a losing season. Consecutive years without a losing season. This team has 17 years. Pats. No, sir. They, lost, they had a losing season last year. Oh, okay. So before that? That's this year coming in right now. Is it's it the current, current, current consecutive years. 
current consecutive years, so 17 consecutive years yep. without a losing season. Yes, sir. What division is it? Uh, Give me that. We're looking at the AFC North. The Ravens. Wrong. What was it? Pittsburgh. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, number two is uh, NFC West. Okay. NFC West. Is it the four, fucking 49ers? Uh-uh. Seahawks. Yes, sir. 49ers Dang. had a losing season last year, too. They did. Um, you know, I keep, you know, last year's a COVID year. Year I really not try to remember at all. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of uh, put that into thought when you're thinking about things. I kind of skipped over the whole thing. Uh, next team is AFC West. AFC West. You got to get this one. AFC West. Well, no, that's the NFC West. AFC West. It's not the fucking Chargers. Definitely not the Chargers. No. Come on. Phil Rivers. AFC West. All right, I'm blanking. Well, who is it? It's Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the West? Yeah, AFC West. Really? They're not West, but they're in the AFC West. That, yep. That's why that's like a total mind fuck to me. Yeah. No, I know. It's like the Blackhawks being in the Western Conference. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, like the Grizzlies being in the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, the Grizzlies are in the Western Conference. How is that, that West? Sense. It doesn't make sense. No, um, of- I'm going to really quick go through the rest of the list, though, really quick. So okay. five years in a row, we got the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. I was close. Yeah, you were close. Yeah, but that was that was uh, they had a well, not really. They had the Steelers of 17, but still. Well, <laughs> I mean, you go from uh, coward to yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and then you got with four years in a row, you got the Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans Saints. And then three years in a row, Chicago Bears. Hmm. Three years. They have a yeah. longer they have a longer streak than two years in a row, who's the Green Bay Packers. So they're the best in the NFC North. Sure right as hell doesn't regard. feel like it. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um being a Chicago Bears fan, it sure as hell doesn't feel like it's it. Cause at they, all. It's because they shouldn't have had a winning record last year, but they did. Uh I, Buffalo oh, Bills and, have two. Okay. Sorry, Squirrel. Squirreling on this topic. Whomever defends Ryan Pace and will say that we've been a playoff team for the last three years, I Fuck don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yep. Well, if you actually look at his draft picks, he said he's trash. Dumb. Okay? I, it's dumb. Just it's a dumb argument. Don't make the argument. Yeah. Don't make the argument. The guy drafted fucking Kevin White. Okay? <laughs> Who's back in the league. Oh. <laughs> He's back in the league. He's in New Orleans. Him and Jameis Winston, I just know that's a connection. They're eating W's on the regular now. All day. That kid got LASIK. Who knows what he's going to see now? Maybe he's going to see the lobster tails that he stole from I was watching a video of that man in camp, and they were going through that little, uh, I don't know the name of it, but there's like pads in the middle. You got to run through it and just kind of like run through the pads. It's like a drill for... I can't forget. I can't remember the name of that thing, but mm-hmm. all the quarterbacks going through it, Taysom Hill, just like right through it. The third string quarterback right through it. James Winston just gets eaten up by it. It was so funny. You know, Taysom Hill, I'm kind of high on Taysom Hill. Don't be surprised that if Jameis like shits the bed, because a lot of people are like, oh, Jameis for MVP. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Ah, He's uh, got a cannon, though. I don't know if he's going to start, though. He's got a cannon, but he doesn't know where he's throwing the football. He got LASIK. Oh, <laughs> I mean, half the time he was just throwing it down there anyways. Be like, yeah, yeah. fucking Mike Evans is down there. So yeah, exactly. With just a god godly receiver staff there. But yeah, and I, I just don't understand. Like, hey, I think he's trying to do a Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy had some success. And then 
I feel like Sean Payton is the QB whisperer. He always does something there. Um, I just we'll believe see. that Taysom Hill's the guy. And to kind of lead in to the next topic, yeah. you know, fantasy football is right around the corner for a lot yes, of us. Sir. And and anybody listening to this show, I'm sure, loves them some fantasy football. Everybody's trying to win. Everybody's oh. trying to win. Go for gold. Yeah, all day. Go for gold. I mean, if you're not first, you're last. So that's true. So I, I say we we give some uh, some input, you know, on on uh, some fantasy this this episode, you know, because it's sure. right around the corner. Everybody's drafts, you know. Everybody's doing mock drafts, you know. Uh, anybody yes, out there? Anybody out there doing mock drafts? Be sure you draft Tim Tebow in the first round. Yeah, first round, first overall, easy, easy. Just pick. just fuck up somebody's day, will ya? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you might go to the Bears because they need more tight ends because they never have enough tight ends. Don't. Hey, you. I would. I would be the first in line to buy that fucking jersey. You would. You would be sweating, getting all ready for it. Oh, gross. bless so you. you, bless you. You are sick. Bless. You're sick. <laughs> you are sick. I don't need that. So, kind of now leading into this, you know, I, I say we we kind of talk about you know some of our strategy when we go into mm-hmm. our our fantasy drafts. You know, when is it me or like when you hit that button? Or like when the draft starts and it's like, bling. Yeah. That's like, doesn't it give you like already thinking about it? Like I get goosebumps. Yeah. I also get the jitters. And then every time I pick somebody, I'm like horrible pick. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate it. And then I finish it and I'm like, that was a great draft. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make it's any so sense. true. It's it the truest like yeah. confirmation bias of all time. It was like when you're doing staring at Joe Mixon, like he's going to be on my team. I already he's going to do it. He can do it. You're always going to get Joe Mixon. That's how it works. Oh, I mean, Joe Mixon last year, honestly, I, I drafted him in my one league yep. and uh, I, I won that league. Yeah. When he was on, he was fantastic. So, I mean, my whole thing is like a lot of people say, don't reach on quarterbacks, try and fill up your running backs, eat first, and then fill up as you need to moving forward. Because fuck that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your tactic? Go. Uh, it depends on what you're drafting. But um, I. Right. You got first pick in the draft this year. One, two, first three. First pick one overall. Oh, yeah. If you're going running back, you have to go running back. Um, See, this is hard because, like, you want to take Christian McCaffrey first overall, no matter what. Like, that's always the I got idea. F um, in the A with Christian egg, McCaffrey last exactly, year. Exactly. Exactly. But then you take Derrick Henry, right? You have to. I think it's the most consistent pick you can find. But Christian McCaffrey's way, he's got higher upside, in my opinion. If he could stay healthy. If he's healthy, right. Because the usage there is through the roof, so of course. But last season, man, it was the the whole season for me was just like, all right, I got the first pick in the draft. I got this. I, I'm taking McCaffrey. Boom, boom, boom. Got McCaffrey. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Guy goes down. All, all right. There are four weeks. I'm like, I can manage that. All right. So I put in Mike Davis. And then, okay, somebody, of course, squirrels Mike Davis in the fucking yep. bench. I'm like, fuck. Naturally. So then you're just piecing together. And and I guess it just depends on, you know, how many teams are in your league. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're in a 10-team league, then it's honestly more difficult, I feel like, because then it's just like there's studs everywhere, and you're just like playing matchups, basically. Yeah, exactly. Where I feel like the 12 to 15 league teams, like you're playing anybody with a pulse. So, you know, I always say draft in succession, you know, your, your backup to whoever your first guy is, right? Okay. Um, 
What, first two rounds, you're saying? Not the first two rounds. I mean, you want to try and solidify your backfield, I say, first two rounds. Those are always my tactic. That's my way of going about things. Um, And then in the later rounds, then you're you're drafting sort of your buffer, right? So where I kind of sit... Where I kind of sit is uh, it depends on how how uh, where you're at in the draft order. Um, True. The thing is, is if you get Lamar Jackson, you kind of got a running back and quarterback. Yeah. And and he's kind of the only guy that does that. And then also Mahomes throws for like 300 yards every game. Um, so everybody's like, oh, you're always going to get points from a quarterback. That's how it's going to go. It's like there's two exceptions to that rule every every year, in my opinion. Um, so if you're like going, I would say generally you take two running backs, but if you're, say you're in a 12 person lead and you're the 24th pick, like you're going to get two picks in a row and you might as well pick a quarterback and with one of those two picks. Cause that's true. After that happens, you're not getting a quarterback. Like you're probably, you're going to be in like, you're going to have a decent quarterback, but if you have the ability to get a Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, I'm taking it every time. But if you really break it down, because I had both in multiple leagues last year. So I had mm-hmm. Patty Mahomes in my league that I won. Go figure. Yeah. And then I Yeah, had I won with him too. So Right. And then I maybe had that's Lam- the sauce. Yeah, and then I had Lamar Jackson in another league. And I didn't win that league. I actually came in fifth, although I had CM CM McCaffrey. Uh so fuck yourself up over oh, there. <laughs> that was just kicking myself in the. In it the ruined balls. everybody. No one knew it was happening. My brother oh, had the same problems. So. There's always going to be that this 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 fantasy season. Every fantasy season, guys go down, and then you just have to yep. adjust. It's always Saquon. that. Saquon, so. Saquon, same thing. Oh, poor Saquon. But I don't know if you've seen him coming back. Like his legs look more freakish than ever. I don't think they can get bigger, and then they do. Oh, Crazy. What is he taking? Give me some. Give me some. I want it. I'll take a little bit. I'll just take half. I'm with you. I'm 30 now. You know, I I got to do something to you know (laughs) go low G. Like those Frank Thomas commercials. A little bit of eugenics does you good. A little bit of eugenics. I love. (laughs) I love those commercials because they're like like because now Doug Flutie's in it and he looks older than ever, and they're just like hitting balls at a golf course terribly. By the way, or. Or the the these dudes like wives come out of nowhere and they're like Frank you look hot and it's like what the fuck? <laughs> like why are there these like fifty year old women just perving over Frank Thomas and then their husband comes up and they're like dang Frank looks good and she's like yeah he's using new genics I'm like what a weird conversation to have at the gym like, what are you like, doing <laughs> is this how all of them end though he's like and trust me she'll like it too yeah just like are you like, laying pipe Frank what are you doing like, like <laughs> Frank what do you know that we don't know. <laughs> Like, what, are, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, Frank's like, hey, you'll get epic boners from this, oh, yeah. by the way. It's like Viagra's no longer needed. Hey, eugenics, plug us, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> anybody need anybody want to have an ad for this? We'll talk. Anybody want to throw ads in? Eugenics, sure. we're ready. Um I'll talk, I'll talk Roman. I'll talk when Roman I post <laughs> when I post the new episode, I'm going to hashtag eugenics. Because uh, why not? Um, so back to fantasy football. I, I really do believe that this year uh, will be the year of the running back. Yeah. Um, this is going to make or break you. And I know that's kind of assumed to be uh, all over the board. Um, but then again, I think more so than ever now, the talent pool is there. There's a lot of rookies coming out. There's a lot of guys who showed out last year who I also yeah. think are going to come back sophomore year and roll tight. So. 
Roll um, Tide, you big Roll Alabama Tide. guy. <laughs> and Najee Harris, speaking of which, yeah, uh, that's a sleeper on my book. Although I think ESPN has him rated way too high. He's 13. That's kind of high. I don't know, though, because there's always usually one. Uh, actually, I'm going to take that back, but I used to be. A he's rated one. ahead of Joe Mixon. Because I mean, he probably he's one. He's one after Joe Mixon right now. Joe Mixon out of all their, you get like the Matthew Barry, Carabell, Yates, all those guys. Um, They have him at one second. Let me check. Joe Mixon's 12. Najee Harris is 13. Um, Matthew Barry has Joe Mixon lower than everybody else does too. So that'll, you know, that'll move that. But every you're almost sometimes better off flipping a fucking coin than listening to Matthew Barry, by the way. You're right about that. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, You're better off the guy that you hear about all the time, you know. Well, technically, last over the last two years, running backs who played this team in April on a rainy day show out. Dude, shut Fuck up. Off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're, you're yeah. just confusing me on purpose now, and I'm over it. Um, I, I do believe, though, like if I'm looking at running backs this year, though, I, I and you might call me crazy for this. I think Joe Mixon sneaks into my top five. Well, I'm not Zeke. kidding. I yeah, see, that's the thing. Ezekiel Elliott trash. should He's not done. be a top five running back. I don't know He's every done. single mock draft you look at, every single one, it's Ezekiel Elliott's top five. And you're like, what? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Let about? him take him. Let him. See, my thing is, is I'd rather have Aaron Jones up there than Joe Mixon. Aaron Easy. Jones always, always gets points. And last oh. year, Ezekiel Elliott was was bad. He wasn't even like, okay, he was bad. He was a bad running back last year. Well, he didn't have Dak. He looked fat though. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even so, even if he didn't have Dak, like the man should still be averaging more points than he was. Yeah. And, and I agree. He, he, he had his opportunity to be a bell cow and he was not a bell cow. Nothing, nothing like a bell cow. I, I think though, if I'm being honest, I do think Mixon does have a great opportunity this year, just due to the fact that I think Joey like B's they back. Well, Joey B's back, and then not only that, but now he has some extra help on the outside with uh, with Chase. And, and second and, year in Zach Taylor's system, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, Zach Taylor isn't anything to write a book about. But then again, I think the he focus, might be though. He might be though. Who knows? It was one year. I still think the focus is to run the football. You drafted a big a big offensive lineman in the the second half of yeah. the you know. So I I think a focus there is to take some of the heat off of Joey because. He got destroyed last year. I mean, he played great, but he got like destroyed. literally destroyed. Oh, those scars, man. We talked about it last time, but those scars, man. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, for real, though. So, I mean, of course, your top two got to be, you know, a combination of Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kamara, Henry. I, I don't I, man, Dalvin Cook. Cook to me. He's a beast, though. He is and he isn't. Yeah. He plays some of the toughest defenses in in, in all of the league. Hey, usually, man, he the, sauced up the Bears last year. I gotta say that. Yeah, he did. But we were also, you know, the Bears. So, <laughs> and we can't we can't keep the defense off the field for more than yeah. five minutes. Yeah, you're a guy like that's gonna eat your lunch. But, um, I don't know. I, I think Saquon's due for. a big bounce back year. They gave him a lot of help. If it be on the outside now of, of Danny dimes being capable of, you know, throwing to a bigger target. And then not only that, but, you know, having a veteran. Um, and, and I don't know. I think Saquon this year, 
I think he's going to show out, man. I think he's if he's healthy, he's going to show out. Hey, that's the only thing. Really, like if if he's healthy, he's in my opinion, he's just as much top five as anybody else. Yeah, he's definitely better than Zeke. It's just he's the man's got to stay healthy. That's that's that on that. Yeah. Who's your most overrated running back? If you're looking at lists besides Zeke. Yeah, because <laughs> that's obviously Zeke. Um, uh, uh, dude, I don't I can't buy into the Austin Eckler hike uh, yeah. or the hype. It's that's a he, tough one. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's like because he's really small um, and he was like sharing sharing carries two years ago. He kind of got the hold of it this year. where He was kind of in charge of it. And he's going to be good. Like no matter what, he's going to be top 15. It's just I think he's rated too high everywhere. I would be hesitant to pick him, um, and I'm going to be when these drafts come up here because, I don't know, I'm not about Austin Eckler. What about you? I really believe that uh, I, I just it, – it's pretty over the top for me, this whole Clyde word, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 14. I just – yeah, I, I don't Dude, buy he it. Was like, he, was like top, he was like top 10 last year. And I bought yeah. in and I picked him and it was a horrible idea. He was so underwhelming to so many people. He's a good player though. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, but he doesn't. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a better year than he will. Yeah. And J.K. Dobbins almost had a better year than he did last season. Well, he's going to lose a lot of carries though. That's Who? The only thing. Dobbins. Why? Because freaking Lamar Jackson takes the ball every time. <laughs> sure, but then again, he's also a, a crucial part dumb. of. It. Yeah, they yeah. Don't. I mean, he's he doesn't suck, suck, and and then I no, don't know. He doesn't he's he's good? No, he's good. He's definitely good. Who's who's your sleeper? Ah, uh, this is always a thing. I mean, sleeper is a is a relative term because it depends on how far you go down. Um, but. I want to think that Kenyon Drake's going to have a year. Uh, I don't know if he's going to, though, because he's sharing carries with uh, Josh Jacobs this year going to Las Vegas. So that's always like a kind of a, a toss up. But I think, again, Homer status, but Dave Montgomery's going to have a year this year. The man looks good. The man looks really good. Didn't he get hurt? Is he hurt Sunday? right now? Didn't he get hurt on Saturday? He came off the field limping. From what I'm reading, I don't, he's I hurt. don't think he's like hurt, hurt, though. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I got to check it, but had some soreness, didn't practice Monday is what it says. So All right. That's fine. Be fine. That's fine. I can live with that. Yeah. I can live with that. My true like sleeper amongst everybody, and, and I mean, mm-hmm. David Montgomery is not necessarily a sleeper. I mean, he's top 20. I'm saying outside of the top 20 here. Okay. Yeah. Trey Sermon, San okay. Francisco 49ers. Yes, sir. I watched that kid play live at OU. I also watched that kid play uh, live um uh, well, not live, but in the national championship game or semi sem, semi championship game against Clemson. And I mean, he mm-hmm. showed out. He showed yeah. out. He he runs like a tank. So I really do believe Trey Sermon has the ability to come out, start and be like a Jonathan Taylor was last year. So that's yeah, uh, I that's my. That. Yep, that's. That's kind of that. I think Shanahan really likes to run the football, likes to get in there in the middle. And I think it's definitely something people should pay attention to. If I if I had to give you another one too, uh Philip Lindsay in Houston's an interesting one. He, yeah. he moved he moved from Denver. I mean, they're not gonna have much of a pass game unless because no one knows what's happening with Sean Watson. I think Philip Lindsay can can do something for him this year. 
Well, I mean, it's it's to be seen. I'm not sure anybody's going to be drafting him really high this year, but if you got a late round pick and he's still around, I would say just grab him off of a a wish and a hope, you know. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I do think you know they they really don't have many other options in that backfield. Um, yeah, you know, a, a David Johnson. I don't know what he's going to do. I, I really don't. He is. Yeah, I mean, he used to be so good. He's just people have been eating up David Johnson from four years ago and trying to expect him to do the same thing. Now it's just not going to work this way. Shout out Billy boy, Bill O'Brien giving up the best wide receiver in football for him. Absolute horseshit decisions. From that guy. <laughs> what is going on with him? I don't get it. Oh, it, it, it was all pretty bad. Not, yeah, definitely not going to lie. So why don't we move to, uh, you know, more positions and then we'll kind of like group this in with flex players. Uh, sure. what's, what's your thought on wide receivers? I mean, ah, this is another thing where one, two is pretty solidified here. There's there's yeah. no way around it. Like <laughs> I hate the Packers, but Devonte Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. And I don't think it's really much of a conversation. If anybody um, wants the easiest parlay bet, and I don't know what state you're in, but if you want the easiest parlay bet in the world, parlay Aaron Rodgers over the passing yards and Devonte Adams to score a touchdown, you'll win. Basically every week, every game, it's yeah. free money. It's so I mean, dumb, especially against the Bears, because for some reason they just can't figure them out. It's like that meme or that thing on Adult Swim where the guy like pulls you in real close and he goes, "Hey, it's free real estate." <laughs> yes, right. That's what that. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. It's free money. So, outside of uh, fantasy, that's a easy, easy gamble yeah. on Sundays. Um, so I'm taking, yeah, of course, Devontae is number one. What about what's what's your what's your thought process? That people are rating AJ Brown a little high, and I think that with you know with Julio coming in now, he's sharing, yeah, he's sharing here. Um, I don't know. I Julio Jones is injured right now. Am I wrong? I think he's I think he's got some injury going on right now. Um, he's, he always does every training camp yeah. from the beginning of time. Oh yeah. This is, yeah, and I, I got to remember this too because I have another question for you after this, but he's good. He's used to the system. He's been around for a while. I don't know if he's top 10. Also, because I'm pretty sure Julio Jones, like, if he's on, he's top three, top four in the league, honestly. Julio Jones sure. is an absolute monster of a wide receiver. It's just, is he going to be on the field? Um, if he's on the field all year, then A.J. Brown's not going to be able to put up points as a top 10 receiver. For many yeah. years, Julio was my first of first pick, no matter where I was drafting. And it was, it was never just, a bad idea. <laughs> no, it was just like, yeah, Julio's still on yeah. the board. Done. Sending it. I, I think that, you know, Julio's being rated 20 right here. I think that's a little, or 19. I think that's a little wrong. I mean, if you look at ESPN's charts here, it's it's a little off, but it's so subjective. So I, I think I everybody. Think it's the new, I think it's the new system thing. He's moving to a different quarterback, all that stuff. But still, it's like. Uh, what you system does Julio need? Exactly. Like what, you could put him in anyone. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Just excuse me, sir. Run down the field. We're going to throw it in your radius and please catch it. Yeah, exactly. It, and it, the man it, will freaking catch the ball yes, no matter will. what. Mm-hmm. Field so like, had him at 15. So I, you know, you put him a little higher. Who is your 2021? Uh, Justin Jefferson, who who's your guy that like, yeah, okay, like rookie, he was a- rookie on the scene coming in. Yeah. Uh, 
like part of me wants to say Jamar Chase. I think it's easy so to say relatable. Jamar Chase. Um man is so good at he's so good at wide receiver. Um it's I mean it's gotta be him, right? <laughs> I can't think of it like I I'm uh, stuck. Well I mean Waddle's good, but Jamar Chase is good. I am stuck on and I know he's a second year guy, but no one should sleep on LaVisca Chanel, man. Nobody. Yeah, he got good at the end there too. Nobody should sleep on LaVisca Chanel. He is yeah. going to show out, and now he has a quarterback that can actually throw him the football. Yeah. No hate to Gardner Minshew. Just a little saying. bit of hate to Gardner Minshew. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I would say Devonta Smith if he had a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Devontae Smith doesn't have a quarterback, though. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Um, I, I think those are guys to kind of pay attention to. I feel like, you know, tight end is so such a deep position mm-hmm. that if you're drafting, I would say pay attention more so, at least in half PPR, PPR leagues, to the guys who are catching the ball out of the backfield and then carry a big workload. Yeah. Um, those are but the guys. But if you want to draft high on a tight end, like – there's only one way to go. And it's honestly like it might be more beneficial to you than a lot of court or a lot of wide receivers. There's two ways to go, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey's gonna get you 17 points every freaking week. It's crazy. Oh, one of the kids in our league, dude, last year he legit just ate everybody up with Travis Kelsey late yep. in games, too. Yep. It'd be like second half, and Kelsey would just spaz for like 25 points. So, but Darren Waller, man, he is like a cornerstone of that entire offense. Where'd he come from, man? I love that story. Darren Waller oh. came out of freaking nowhere, and he's just been going off the last couple of years. Dude, God bless that kid. I mean, he legit has gone through it all, and I, I really feel as if, you know, he deserves every ounce of uh, of glory he's getting right now. I mean, he's easy. Top three in the league right now. Yeah. Top two. I'm interested uh, to see what George Kittle does coming back, but. I mean, Darren Waller put up points last year when Kittle was out, and you never know how it's going to – like, you don't want to say it because, like, George Kittle is at his best. He's right up there with Kelsey, but you don't know until you know, and Darren Waller is as sure of a bet as anybody right now. What do you think about this Kyle Pitts? It's – like, rookie tight ends are interesting. Um He's going to have to get hit a lot this year. This I don't think gonna he's going to be a tight end, bro. You think he's playing wide receivers here? Oh, he's going to be spread out as much yeah. as possible. They're going to try and get him the ball in many goal line situations. He's gonna still going to be slotted as a tight end, though, like in the offense, but he's just not going to be playing that. He's not going to be playing on the line. He's not going to be blocking. Yeah. Like, come on. Not no, be I mean, no. No. Especially drafting him that high in the draft. Like, they're going to want to take care of him. Oh, I agree 100%. I, I think that that's something that I, I think he's going to be a glorified wide receiver the majority yeah. of the season. She's got the speed for it. Oh, easy. He's a freak. I mean, the guy's a physical freak. When they drafted him, they knew what he was doing. So I think that that'll be interesting to monitor. So who we didn't really get into the quarterbacks, but if you're drafting your quarterback, when do you usually choose to do that? Are you doing that? Late always, or it's like Patty Mahomes is on the board. No, I always breaker. go early. I always go do early. you? I do. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I always get made fun of, and then I mean, I've been in this league that I'm in currently for uh three years now, and I won the first two years drafting Pat Mahomes in the third round. So, <laughs> uh, 
if I keep going by that logic, I'll probably pick quarterback third or fourth round. And then I'll just, I'll start slotting in my wide receivers where I need them. But um, I've had this strategy going forward for a while here, where if you take a, you take a wide receiver that's on the up and up and hope for the best, maybe a new quarterback, something like that. They generally get you a decent amount of points. And if you got Pat Mahomes, you're getting 30 points a game. So I don't know. That's how I do it. It's not necessarily a, the best way to do it according to a lot of people, but it's worked out fruitfully for me. But what about you? Well, I'm always on the side of like waiting until like the ninth or 10th round, taking mm-hmm. a guy like Tannehill, taking a guy like Matt Stafford, taking a guy like Joey B just depending on who's there. Hell, even Ben Roethlisberger will show out for you. Yeah. Um, nah, it, I don't it, wouldn't say this year. Well, dude, Ben, even last year was good when he was on. Yeah. Yeah, and he's on that new diet. You see that? Oh yeah, yeah the 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 new diet of his. Yes, <laughs> yes. No longer fat Ben. I mean, hey, he's not like Tommy over there eating avocado ice cream. BB seven uh, baby. Yeah, he's like yeah. There's a he does doesn't eat uh he doesn't eat a steak before like ten ten a.m. and he's chilling. That man, that man just like hunts deer down and then eats it without cooking it. You know. He's a man's man. <laughs> He's a man's man. He's from Miami, Ohio. What do you know about him? Um, what's your thoughts on this? Like a lot of people are going to be in between on on what's going on with um, Deshaun Watson. Do you yeah. think people should reach for Deshaun Watson as a no, bench no. stash no. and then just hope for the best? Or, or do you think that's just pie in the sky? Uh, if you can get him as a bench stash in the 10th round, sure. Um, I, I just, I don't see a reality where Deshaun Watson's playing more than like five games this year. If he is, he doesn't have an offense much anymore. That team's kind of in the downspin. So, uh, he's good when he's good. It's just, I don't know how much he's playing and you're not going to, you can't use, you can't use starting capital or you almost can't even use backup running back or wide receiver capital for that. Straight to jail. Yeah, seriously. For fuck's sake. What's straight coming to, out about it? Like, yeah, straight to jail. Straight to jail. You throw <laughs> football too far? Too straight far, to jail. Straight to, throw it too short? Straight to jail. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's move Let's move to defenses. Um, yes, I, I'm looking at this top 15 on ESPN, and mm-hmm. I am like, where are the Bears? Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are legit doing this right now, huh? Hey, man, uh, they weren't very high in takeaways last year, and I think that was like what really kind of hurt them. Eddie Jackson didn't have a great year. Well, he, he um, was hurt. I mean, yeah. I, I, so it's but you know, if Jalen Johnson comes out and does it, then he'll get a couple. He'll get a couple interceptions coming in. Um, Eddie Jackson's back with the new number, so maybe that'll yeah. spark him a little bit. But I mean, I would again biased but i'd put him in top 10 but i wouldn't put him past 10 probably right now. no i wouldn't put him past 10 i'm just surprised i mean washington football team that defense i think is honestly going to be top two this year dude yeah yeah matthew barry has him number two and then everybody else is on like freaking 13 they're going to be like wu-tang clan Chase nothing Young's to fuck with big ass just big ass just fucking everybody up montez sweat yeah i mean scary and they added depth to that defense, which is even scarier. So um, I'm definitely not sleeping on the Washington football team. They're Ron playing the- for they're playing for a name this year. 
Oh yeah, they're playing for a name. Sentinels. Yeah. Shane Falco coming out there of retirement. Is. There it is. I'm just saying. I, I just do believe though that that is definitely something that was a very interesting point of view here. And then I mean, kickers just 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 hope Justin for the Tucker best. and don't be an asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, if you can get your hands on Justin Tucker, never be an always. asshole. Always, I always do that. I often overdraft for him too, and that kind of fucks me over more than anything. But yes, never sleep on the young Hoku. Yeah, what a guy. Seriously, what a guy. He had a great year this year. Yeah, I mean, because his old hole wasn't cool, but young hole cool. This one's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. He's 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 the real deal. I, I, do, I do enjoy watching him. I do think he's definitely going to be somebody here uh, that will do it. So, I mean, in, in, in looking back on this list, is there anybody that's sticking out to you that you want to – let the masses know, like, hey, look out for that guy long term. Any position, any position coming no, in. Any position could be anywhere. <sighs> There's a few. There's a few that, you know, I'm kind of dabbling in. Is, are they going to mean anything? Or are they not going to mean anything? Um, I think that Josh Jacobs is going to have a decent season. I think uh, he's got to catch the ball more. Um, I think that Raiders offense is slowly but surely getting better. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, the Raiders. Um, I wouldn't be like, if you see Josh Jacobs there, you're like, is this a good pick? I'd say pick him up. Um, you know, it's always a toss up. I think Mari Cooper's going to have a really good year having Dak back. If he comes back, I know there's a lot of stuff going on there, but, um, you know, Watch Amari Cooper, see how that goes. Um, Juju's going to be horseshit this year, so don't pick up. Juju Juju's going to be horseshit this year, really. He's taking TikToks again. The guy's fucked. <laughs> He's back. He's back to his old ways. We're all fucked. Yeah, just not on the not on the what's it called the logo this year. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think Cole Komet might have a good year this year. Yeah, I think Cole Komet is. I agree with that. And we're talking tight ends. I think Cole Komet definitely is due for a uh, big year. I think he he's a great, you know, uh, just balance of size and athleticism. Not the fastest guy in the world, but no, he, he reminds me a lot of a. Uh, he reminds me a lot of uh, Big Bubby Tunyon over there, and uh, yeah, over there in uh, in Green Bay. I think he's a little bit more athletic than he is. And I mean, hey, I'm a little biased. He's a Chicago kid living the dream, you know. So, yeah, but he can uh, get up and get after it. So you gotta love it. I, I do like it. I think he will be due for a big year and I wouldn't reach for him, but if he's there, I would look at him. I, I really yeah. think another guy is Mike Gusecki. I think Gusecki is due mm-hmm. for a very, very big season. So I'd watch out for that. Now I'm going to throw something out here that is total pie in the sky. Could happen, possibly couldn't happen. I just watched him for a long time at USC sure. and I think he was vastly underrated in this Marder, year's draft. Just kidding. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not even talk about the bulls right now. No, sir. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. And I know the St. Brown name might scare some people because of the St. Brown in Green Bay, yep. but Amon Ross St. Brown is the real deal. This okay. kid was a top prospect coming out of high school, like A1, like bananas, goes to USC, showed out for three years, was just an absolute stud savage. Okay. I would say... If late end of your draft, you're looking at a flyer on a guy just to stash on your bench for after week eight, that's your guy. All right. I love so, that. Yeah. That's a that's a deep cut right there, too. So oh, I love to hear that. 
that's a deep cut. That's just the college football in me. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get more into college football here as the year progresses. That's coming up soon. September 4th is kickoff. So, uh, that'll be next. You think Goff's got a good throw to that guy? You think Goff's going to do anything in Detroit? Hey, did you see, did anybody happen to see what Motor City Dan Campbell was capable of doing with that group of floozies uh, what, on Saturday night? What a beast. Yeah, Friday night? I mean, I don't want to love that guy, but I fucking How love that not guy. Love, I mean, <laughs> the lion was there. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is the lion, man. He is Dude, the eye of the tiger. Well, not eye of the tiger, but eight. the heart of a lion. He's aiming for the kneecaps and he's getting them, baby. <laughs> he's going to bite at some people's kneecaps. That's it. That's your fucking ass he is. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think Amon Ra is low-key going to be somebody, if you're in a PPR league, you got to take a flyer on him in a late mm-hmm. round because I think he is definitely somebody who can come up and uh, really just be a difference maker. If you look at his stats from that game on Friday night, he showed out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even kidding. Showed out. So what is he wide receiver two right now? You thinking pretty much I mean, let, let him sit on your bench, let him sit on your bench. Let him just sit there for a little bit. And I do believe that about halfway through the season, you will be very, very happy. You chose him now. Granted, he only had two receptions, 12 receiving yards, six yards per. But then again, I do believe that he is someone who can uh, come through. And, I mean, and yeah, show it's, it's preseason, so give him some time. And yeah. the beautiful thing about this is we can revisit this halfway through the season and see how wrong we are. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much by by uh, by all means, we are definitely not the experts. So yes, sir. Uh, episode seven coming to an end here, Vinny. Thank you once again for coming on the show. Yeah, this has been... it's been a pleasure. Anytime, man. I love this. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. You know, as the show is kind of morphing into what it's becoming now i appreciate everybody sticking with us in this time and uh be sure to uh check us out next week we'll be definitely back with some college football talk gonna be coming up we'll kick off here soon so uh anything else you need to add to the to the masses here Vinny? hey just go on youtube check out the unrelated podcast uh keep listening to this one and uh, i hope to be back soon guys so gotta love it Gotta love it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Like, follow, listen, share. As always, thank you so much. Have a great night. Be blessed.